This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we talk about the best movies and TV shows in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died, Ryan Nelson. Shout out 2003 New York newspapers. <laughs> Able to get a headline in the newspaper three hours yes. after it happened. That's right. I and mean, get it unpublished. Yeah. How? How? How is because the plot demands it. That is how it happens. That's how that happens. So uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast a few years ago, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the, I guess, the fourth or fifth film in the Sony Spider-Man universe. I'm not really exactly sure where we are with this thing. So, uh, Madam Webb. Whether or not you are new or six, I think so. There's been two Morbius, two Venoms. Yeah, two Venoms, and well, then this is just number four. Then so yeah, it's just number four because we'll we'll Well, get. Are you not counting the Spider-Man movies? I don't think those go into this. I don't think those go into this. Like Uh, uh, yeah, when you talk about like Spider, the Spider-Man universe, cinematic universe, they're trying to set up. I think I think those are separate. So uh, Uh, okay, you know it's confusing. So it's just yes, it is. It's just as confusing as it sounds. Let's talk with us talking about it. So. uh, whether or not you are new or regular and would like more access to the show, you can visit our Patreon page and you can become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a 3 5 10 or $20 level. And when you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want to add free access to the podcast, you can uh, do so by going to Patreon and becoming a supporter there. Any level of support at Patreon will get the show ad-free. $3, $5, $10, doesn't matter which level you're going for. They all get the show ad-free. Now, there are additional benefits, though, if you go above and beyond the $3 level. Uh, so there's uh, bonus episodes and things like that if you go to 5 10 or $20. Uh, but if you just want the show ad-free, $3 a month will get you... Uh, the show ad-free on Patreon. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We would love it if you left us a rating, a five-star rating, and if you have time, we'd really love it if you wrote us a review on Apple Podcasts. I haven't had any new ones here recently. So we would really love it if you were to go over there and uh, help us out. If you'd like to interact with the show, you can do so by sending us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Just go to your email, drop us whatever thoughts or questions you might have, uh, any comments. Suggestions would be great right now because we're kind of getting close to a dry period. We've got a couple of things that we can do, but we're just, uh, like I said, we're always looking for for new ideas or new suggestions. So if you'd like to just leave us a suggestion or anything like that, go to your email and send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, before we get started, just a couple of reminders out there. We do have a YouTube channel. If you're into YouTube and you'd like to watch this podcast instead of just listen to it, you can do that. We are recording it. Uh, we also have a TikTok channel. We got some. We put, I put up a few videos uh, this week. I uh, got a little bit of traction on those. So uh, if you are into TikTok, I'm trying my best to get better about getting those tiktok videos sent out i think i figured out a way to do it relatively quickly the first the first time i tried it it took me forever uh, just trying to edit the thing on my phone and that just wasn't working real well so but i think i think i've got a little bit more under control so like i said if you're on tiktok just look us up main attraction pod uh, on tiktok that is our username so just go there and give us a follow and also to our listeners in norway in trinidad and tobago we welcome you uh we apparently yes. were like, uh well we were apparently number 78 uh the previous week in norway and in trinidad trinidad and tobago we were number 19 in in podcasts uh the, the previous one point number nine. Oh, yeah that's right you're correct we were at one point number nine now my question to you ryan can you locate trinidad and tobago on a map I did because I looked it up because I had a I thought I knew it was in the Caribbean so I had to look yes. uh, where it was and I, I was in the right vicinity yeah. of the area but I love Nicki Minaj hello <laughs> Trinidad <laughs> love you guys yeah like, it's just it's just above South America uh, it's like at the very it's at the very yeah. southern end of of uh, the Caribbean so or Caribbean however however you pronounce it they are both correct so uh, like Norway said, just a fantastic place too. You know, if the democracy in America falls, I may be joining one of you. That's right. <laughs> since we have fans. This is we have fans. We will come and join you guys. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so we are getting into, like I said, the most recent Sony Spider-Verse cinematic universe uh, thing that they are doing. Uh, this was Madam Web. It released on Valentine's Day, but it's been, so it's been out for a little bit. Not doing so well at the theater. Uh, just, How many breakups happen after that? <laughs> What's your uh, A little over $25 million at the theater so far, which is it, is not good, to say the least. But um, what were your general thoughts coming out of the theater? All right, so... I saw how critically panned this was. <laughs> yes, I saw was. how you had mentioned that if anyone likes this movie, they need an intervention. Yes. And I still went in like, man, people badmouth Blue Beetle, they badmouth the Marvels, and I like this movie. So I went in with zero expectations. I was like, I'm going to like this movie. I'm going to convince myself. 45 minutes into it, I was like, I like this. This is fine. Adam Scott was fantastic. Fantastic you know, might be a him. strong word. <laughs> He was, he was Adam Scott. He was I've, good got, I've got a way to talk about Adam Scott in this. I'm, I'm going to get... I liked his part. You know, I like how they were introducing the young ladies. I like how they were connected. And then the subway scene, I was like, this is pretty cool. I'm, I'm good. We're about 45 minutes in. Then, as the great Van Latham says, they got plucky. They went <laughs> to the diner. Yeah, they did. And just acted ridiculous. And that movie tanked after that it was one <laughs> bad scene after another i don't know why we went to peru right there were so many things i looked at like how is she riding around in the same cab how has no one <laughs> found this cab yeah you know I, I mentioned the newspaper it's three hours later just everything afterwards you know so many times you hear Critics talk about lazy storytelling, like you hear, and a lot of times I have no idea what they're talking about. This is what they're talking about. This is the most perfect example of lazy storytelling. This is a origin story 
I don't know the origin yeah. or the background of the main character. Yeah. Look, you you made it a lot longer than I did with 45 minutes. Uh, I was lo- I was done after the very opening scene in Peru. Uh, when when Tahar, I mean, I gotta, hold on, I got to pull up the IMD because I can never pronounce his name correctly. Tahar uh, Rahim. Yeah, Tahar Rahim. When he is on there with the mother of Cassandra Webb, I was like, oh gosh, this is we're already bad. I mean, the acting in this. How best to describe it? Um, the acting in this film, it's basically nobody cared. Nobody cared. It, you can see it on their faces. You can see it in the way they are delivering lines. No see, one... I, didn't, I, I did not feel that. Oh, I thought it was the younger, I thought the younger three cared. Sydney Sweeney did not care at all. Uh, Cassandra? Not well, Cassandra. Sydney Sweeney is pretending to be like an ugly girl. Like, yeah. the, what was that What was that movie from the 90s? Uh, Never Been Kissed? Or yeah, what was the other one? Uh, so, uh, let's put some glasses on her and then we'll recognize yeah, her. Yeah, uh, what was that movie that had... Uh, it's Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, Rachel Lee Cook and Freddie Prince Jr. She's all that. Yeah, she's all that. That was the other one. So, uh, but look, uh, like I said, I think Celeste O'Connor, she was okay. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, the, the other two, they, they were okay. But like I said, I still, I really got the feeling they didn't care. I mean, the only person, and you mentioned him, Adam Scott in this thing, in terms of the, the acting, Adam Scott was, he was doing the thing where, like, you know, you're you're a bunch of teenagers at a job that like maybe at like McDonald's or something, and none of you hate none all of you hate the job. You're just there to get a paycheck, so nobody's really giving a whole lot of effort. But like Adam Scott is like the teenager who like might want to like either has no real future, so he's going to like try to like get on and like have a much better career at this dead end job or something. So he's like uh-huh. he's the only one he's the only one there that's like, Okay, we gotta try, we gotta do our best yeah. and He's working with horrible material. This is one of the worst scripts I have ever seen. I would say the script is horrible. This is why I think it's lazy storytelling. And, and this goes you, in, you could point to the acting, but like yeah. the storytelling, the script is awful. Well, awful. I, think, I think part of the acting is the script. I mean, they, they have horrible yeah. lines to work with. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous, this, the script for this movie. You could movie. guess every line Sydney Sweeney was about to say. Like when they show a picture of the, the mother, she's like, oh, she's so beautiful. I knew she was going to say something like right. that. Because you could tell she was about to say something. I knew she was going to talk yeah. about how pretty the mother was. Like you could get, like they were so, they took they took an actress that is on her way to the A-list and gave her crap material. Oh yeah, they, they did. And I mean, let's talk about Tahar Rahim real quick. He's a good actor. I've seen him in other stuff. He, he's a good yeah. actor. And they butchered him. They they art literally every line of his. His they did. And, the and pronunciation he that he like has he, is it's nothing is like, natural sounding. I'm like sitting there listening, like what am I listening to with this thing? And it was it was it's awful. I was like nothing sounds right. And like there were times like we don't see his mouth and his words come out mm-hmm. at the same time very often. And when we do, it's like. It's like a bad ventriloquist act because I know. he's not matching up. I was like, I'm not really good at not noticing ADR and stuff because typically people, when they do it, they use it so little that you can't right. tell. If, uh, an right. untrained person can't tell. It was horrible in this film. It, it looked like a bad action movie that had been dubbed. Yeah, it really. You, that's a really good way to describe it because it it was it was bad. I mean, and then just the character itself. We have no motivation yeah. for this guy besides the fact that he just wants 
the spider and he wants the well, superpowers. Also, he didn't age in thirty years. That was another thing. Uh, he like he looks exactly the same. So like he does. Is this like a, a byproduct of the spider bite? They don't explain that if it is. Well, they don't. But, but in his vision, he's gray headed. Yeah, in his vision, he's gray headed. So like, what's going on here? Uh, his his uh, his partner uh, who goes by the name of Amaria. I don't know that they ever said her name, but she's played by Azaja Mamet. Uh, she's a good actress. Yeah, she's a like, good actress. This is the thing. If you look at this cast, if you look at, you got Dakota Johnson, Sidney Sweeney, Mike Epps in there for like 15, 15 seconds. seconds yeah. mm-hmm. Emma Roberts, Adam Scott, like you said, Tahar Rahim is a perfect person to play a villain of a, of a, a series like this. Zoja uh, Mamet. If you look at Celeste O'Connor, she's in the Ghostbusters movies. Yeah, she she's is. on her way up. Isabel Marcet has done a ton of stuff. She's mm. like a pop star, and she was in like the Dora Explorer movies. Like you look at this cast alone, you're like, this is potential to do be a good movie. What the hell happened? Yeah, look, and part of it. Look, let's talk about Dakota Johnson real quick. So, Dakota Johnson, look, I, to me, she. She looked like she was pissed off the entire time she was doing this role, and she's honestly. Well, I'm getting. Let me get into that real quick. So, yeah. And if you look at anything that she has done for promotional, any promotional work for this, like she's come across as pissed off the entire time, but she's been doing it too because she has said when she's been doing all the promotional work for this that the the script that she got was not anything close to what was pitched to her when she decided to do this film. And so as she gets a script that is completely different than what was actually, you know, pitched to her. So she's obviously not happy about the fact that this is something completely different than what she thought she was getting into. I think it shows up in one screen. I think it shows up completely. Like there are so many times, like she just doesn't seem to be happy when she's doing this. And, and like poor Adam Scott is like doing his best to like, try to like, okay, well, she obviously doesn't really well, like she, this, but no. She has a, like a deadpan like humor. Because if you watched her on Saturday Live a couple weeks ago, if you've seen her in any of the comedy movies she right. in, she's in, you know, some people may not realize that, oh, she's trying to be funny. Right. She's being sarcastic. And I think this kind of material and her deadpan like that did not work. No, it did it not work. Because I, I think she's very talented. This is an absolute waste of a person. I, I've never. The only thing I've, the other thing I've ever seen her is, was in Cha Cha's Real Smooth. Uh, I wasn't just a huge fan I of it. That. It was okay. It was great. Uh, it, it, a lot of people loved it. I just wasn't a huge fan of it. But I haven't seen any of the Fifty Shades movies. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of the other stuff that she's been in. But uh, apparently, she was in two independent movies as uh, besides the Cha Cha Real Smooth one. I have not seen either of those. I really like. She's in a movie called Our Friend with uh jason siegel and casey affleck it's on like amazon it's really good yeah I, that's not one i've seen but so like i said i haven't seen her in a whole lot so and I, i've heard other people tell me that she's good and that she that she's talented yeah uh, but like i said what what little i've seen her and just it hasn't spoken yeah. to me but so. this especially at the end of the movie like it did not do her any favors like the last thing where she's in the hospital which somehow she's blonde and uh yeah. and paralyzed which it didn't look like she got hit that hard right. but then like she's in the bed she's like I've got my girls with me I'm right. completely fine I was like god that's awful yeah it, it was it was really really bad uh, I'll tell you what let's take a real quick break and then we'll actually talk about some of the some of the plots some of the mistakes in the plot in this thing so let's take a real quick break mm-hmm. 
All right, so I want to talk about just when this movie came out, Madam Web. It's I don't know how familiar you are with the character. Most people aren't. I'm, not at all. I'm not, not at all. I'm not real familiar with the character, but the one thing I do know, uh, and like I've never read a comic about Madame Webb. I'm sure she's in the comics, but I'm, I've never read one. The only thing I know is from her appearance in some of the '90s cartoons with Spider-Man. Uh, the character is an is like an elderly character who is a blind paraplegic uh, precog, basically, and. She doesn't fight. So when this movie was announced that they were going to make a Madam Web movie, one, I couldn't remember the character. I was like, who is Madam Web? Who is who is that? And when I went back and looked it up, I was like, oh, that's who that is. And then I remembered, she doesn't fight. Why are you making yeah, this? There's... Like, what is the logic in making a film about a superhero that doesn't fight? Like, right. you're handcuffing yourself immediately. And yeah, I mean, there was no superhero fights. No, there wasn't. There was no superhero fights. I mean, her fighting style is to get in the car and run over a person. That is the yeah, way she fights. Yeah, she did that multiple times. She did yeah. it multiple times. And she gets in the car and she runs somebody over. Yeah. That's the way she I fights. Mean, it looks painful. It, it did. did look painful. It, it looked absolutely painful. So, uh, like I said, so I was just really perplexed by this. But then when I saw yeah. the trailers, it, one, the trailers didn't look good, but. No. I at least saw, like, they were introducing, and when I looked up who the characters were, because Sydney Sweeney plays Julia Cornwall, who eventually becomes Julia Carpenter after she gets married. Celeste O'Connor plays Maddie Franklin, and Isabel Merced plays Anya Corazon. Uh, Julia Cornwall, uh, who, like I said, eventually becomes Julia Carpenter, and Maddie Franklin are, they take on the role of Spider-Woman, and Anya Corazon uh, becomes Spider-Girl. So, like, when I'm seeing this, I'm like, okay, so we got two Spider Woman characters and we got a Spider Girl. So this is where the action is going to be. This is and so this is what we see yeah. in the trailers. It's what we see in the commercials. Right. We see mm -hmm. these two girls, these three girls, and, and they make sure to show Sydney Sweeney multiple times do. as her character. But they're all on the screen for about five minutes, and yeah, like, do you think they feel more? Maybe a little bit, maybe, but I don't think they felt a whole lot more. So how did they sell Cindy Sweeney into doing this? Like, hey, this is going to be a franchise. It make, well, it makes me think they said she can play Spider Woman whenever they make a Spider Woman film. That's yeah. I heard that on the big pick. That he that's what the, what their speculation is, and I was like, that makes as much sense to me as anything else. Yeah, uh, because she's she's on the up and coming part of her career. She's getting ready to become right, huge. Right. Mm -hmm. And this this movie does not do anything to help that. Uh, like I said, and I will say this mentioning her and I, i'm assuming the other young ladies my theater was not was was pretty full and it was mostly a diverse young female crowd really i've got to think sydney sweeney and celeste o'connor and isabel merced were the reason for that oh yeah i'm sure it was i'm sure that's the reason why i mean honestly i mean dakota johnson too it's I mean, it's a full, johnson too as well it's yeah, a fully yeah. female cast and i'm sure that's right, the reason right. i mean you know this is a movie that you think you can bring your daughters to my, my daughter had no interest right. in it but it's a movie you think, all right, well, you know, a movie with female leads, it can be fun for them. And like for a like a ten or eleven year old, I'm sure it probably was because. I was gonna say you could bring your kids because there was no sexuality or anything. Well, I guess that uh, Ezekiel picked up a woman in her bra. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, there's, the, like I said, it would be fine to bring them to, uh, but this is doing nothing for any of them. Um, no. One of the things about this, like I said, I don't understand why you do a film about a about. A, a character who doesn't fight and two they like go to great lengths 
because in the in the comic book character, this disease that she, you know she was being that they detected, but while she was still in the womb, I can't remember what exactly it was. Uh, some, some neurovascular, neuro uh, neuro something. Yeah, like I said, I don't remember, but that's what she had. Which, which they that was the other thing. We barely got any of her background. No, well, yeah, we, barely. We got we got almost none. And like, so they go to great lengths to like rid her of that in this film. Uh, they go to great yeah. lengths for her because that's what mm-hmm. causes her to be a paraplegic in the comics and in the and in the cartoon. And then they make her a paraplegic anyway. <laughs> I mean, like they went to great what? lengths to get rid of it. Are you serious? It. Yeah, uh-huh. that's because that's the reason why she's a para- she's a paraplegic in 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 the cartoon is because of that well, neuro. I feel like. I feel like Tim Robinson. What? <laughs> why, why wouldn't you just make her a paraplegic from the get go? I know. If that's what, I, I, there was again. She just. I mean, granted, she fell from a heart long ways. It did not look like it would blind her no. or or make her. Yeah, the blinding thing. I just was completely confused. But I was like, why is she blind? Well, because as soon as I saw her, I was like. Okay, is she blind now? Like, what caused her to go blind? Because yeah. nothing about that fight should have made... I can understand a little bit the paraplegic part. I can kind of yeah, get that. Supposedly, when you hit water from that far up, it's like hitting concrete. Yeah, it's like hitting concrete. It's basically, it's basically the same thing. So, like I said, I can kind of understand, you know, the the paraplegic part. But like I said, I don't understand why she went blind. <laughs> I have no clue about yeah. that. Uh so, like I said, that's the one issue. Like, just making this film in general about a, a superhero that right. doesn't fight because he's really not a superhero. I mean, in in the in the cartoons, like Madame Web is kind of like this shifty character who can see the future, and like she only exists for Spider Man. That's the only reason she exists is to yeah. like persuade him to do things because of the fact that you can't see in the future to possibly get him to do things that would benefit her. Sometimes it was for good. Sometimes it was for bad. Uh, so like I said, she's kind of, she's kind of uh, this shifty character. Her, her suit at the end looked horrible. horrible. It looked horrible. Uh, so like I said, I was wondering if like the fighting stuff would come from these three spider girls or spider women, whatever you want to call them. I was yeah. wondering if that was the case, but they're only on on screen for five minutes. And like, when I realized when uh, what's her name Z- Zoja's or Zoja's Mammoth's character Amari, like I said, I don't think they ever say her name when yeah, she says when she says, "Okay, well, this is about ten years in the future that you're having your dream." So this is what they look like now. I was like, "Wait a minute, they don't have their powers yet, and we got like ten more years before they get their powers." And that's the thing. Does she take them to Peru to get the powers? She I, she didn't take them to Peru. She just let that. Oh, no, I'm talking about we don't uh, know how yeah. they end up getting there. We don't. I'm sure powers. maybe that would come in the next movie because obviously they're setting up for a sequel. That's never going to happen. It's yeah, <laughs> never happening. Uh, but one of the things that just drove me crazy about this film, like there are so many plot problems, but one of the worst. So Ben Parker, who we'll talk about the Spider-Man part of this all in a second. Ben Parker takes them to Mary Parker's house, his sister's house. She's getting ready to go into childbirth. She has the, the three teenagers have been put in this house to keep them away from New York city so that they can't be recognized. Why are you putting them in the car? Why are they not just staying at the house? I'm like, I know it's like, just leave them there. What is, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And also, why didn't he? He works for the ambulance service. Yeah, he Why didn't he call do. the ambulance and tell them, I'm not. He called an ambulance and then they left and then the ambulance ended up coming. Why wouldn't he call them and say, Hey, I don't need you? Yeah. I would do that. I don't work for the ambulance. <laughs> I'll call 911 again and say, Hey, we're, we're, we're good. Hey, don't worry we don't, about it. Yeah. 
why is he not doing that? Yeah, I know. I don't. I, I don't have the first clue about that. But uh, like I said, when when he, those three girls got in the car, like for no yeah. good reason whatsoever, right. I was like, Good. gosh, nobody thought about anything with this script. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think of some other plot issues that I had with this. So, like I said, oh, her driving around the cab the whole time. Oh, yeah, made no made no sense. Leaving it air at the airport and then like you know. Not ever finding how is the cab company not searching everywhere? I tell you, it was another thing that drove me insane. They're in New York City, right? Yeah. So, at the end of this movie, they're driving around New York City. They just happen to pull up at the spot that has explosives and fireworks. <laughs> She's not heading there. She just, in New York City, right. she just goes there. Just yeah. has, Dude, in my town, that's not even close to the size of New York City. It would be a miracle to come up with right. like a random spot like that. If you lived in a small city, that could happen. And New, one of the biggest <laughs> cities in the world, she randomly ends up at a place like that. How? Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say maybe that's her precog abilities or whatever. Talent. I don't know, but one well, of the they didn't make it that way. Yeah, one of the other issues I had. So at the very beginning of this, you know, the mom gives birth to. Uh, to Cassandra Webb, she gives birth in what looks like the chamber that uh, that uh, what's his name in Superman versus Spider Superman versus Batman um, the villain uh, what's his name uh, Lex Luthor Lex Luthor that, that Lex Luthor like cavern that he's like walking and walking oh, yeah, yeah. it kind of reminded me of that uh, but anyway she gives birth to Cassandra Webb in in this weird cavern looking thing and when she gives birth. Yeah. Like next, the Ranier or whatever their name were, uh, whatever the name of this these spider yeah. people were. Like, how does the baby get from Peru to New York at this point? That's one of the things. Great I question. Because like, question. did the spider people like just take her to the airport and drop the baby off? I mean, I'm I'm curious as but that was the other thing. Like at the at the end of the movie, she or towards the end, no, I guess it was when they went to the hotel. She drops. Well, the foster care. So it's, Maybe being in foster care is not that bad. Like, oh, you just randomly drop that? We don't get any backstory of what she's done for the last right. 30 years. Who raised her? I guess she's in foster care. Well, they did, it was they, just weird. There was re one reference earlier in the movie about foster care. I don't remember when it was, but there was one earlier reference about foster care. But that was okay, it. Okay, I missed that. Yeah, but... I, I must have zoned out. But it was like... Again, we don't know who Ray, they, they're, they're not giving us anything no. of how she got to where she is at 30 years old. Right. I'll tell you another thing, and I heard, saw people bring this up. I think they're onto something. I think this was supposed to be in the 90s, and yes. then they added Peter Parker because Adam Scott's car is not somebody something someone would be driving in 2003. No. It was like a late 70s or early yeah. 80s Oldsmobile Cutlass. Yeah, that's what, that's you, what it was. You, now, you might be driving that in 93. Yeah, but not in 2003. Not in 2003. Well, that's another thing no. that... That's another thing that I had an issue with because, like, this movie can't even get basic math right. So they're obviously trying to set this up for it to tie into one of the existing Spider-Man universes. Obviously, it's not going to be Tobey Maguire's because Tobey Maguire's first film was in yeah. 2002. A lot of people seem to think, I'm not sure if it's been confirmed, that the original plan was this for to tie into Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Oh. But if that, and that if it was supposed to be in the 90s, that would make sense. That can, makes sense. That would make some that sense. That makes sense. But when you do 2003, because like the first thing I saw was like 2003, I started doing math media. It's like Spider-Man in the Captain America, uh, Captain America Civil War film was 2016. You mean to tell me 
he was 13 when that film happened, and that's just not possible. He had to be at least 16 yeah. or 17. It's just right, not possible. Right. Like you can't even get yeah. you can't even get the basic parts because obviously that's what they're going for at this point. Is this is supposed to be leading into to Tom Holland's Batman, and this is. And this is the other issue with the plot about this. They are trying. And they added the NSA part, so it had to it had to be after nine eleven. Right. So like nobody's like discussing Which is that. Crap. Yeah. I work for the government. I'm not going to say where. There's no way you steal someone's password and then you can take over the whole, whole thing. thing yeah. Even in 2003, no, that wasn't happening. So like I said, I, I've, I've got real issues with that. And then the idea that they're like. Putting all this Spider-Man stuff in here, so, and they just won't come out and say yeah. we we know it's Spider-Man. We know this is Uncle Ben. Right. We get yeah, they that. never they never said, yeah. And then uh, it, Maddie mentions that her uncle is Jay Jonah. Yeah, that's what. And and that and the character of Maddie uh, of well, what's her name? Maddie Maddie Franklin. Maddie Franklin. She is a niece of Jay Jonah Jameson. That is part of the character's. So he's Batman. not looking for his niece when she's been missing for multiple weeks. Uh, that would seem just completely odd. And like that's another thing. So at the end of this thing, when the, we get to this, they all three of them are just living with her. Like, did she actually adopt them? Did they? Did the, did the parents <laughs> just give up? Like, did they care so little about their children that they just completely give? Obviously, you know, right. Anya Corazon, her dad has been deported. So yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah. there's nothing that he can do. I can at least buy that one. Uh, right. But you know, Julia and Maddie's parents, like. I can't imagine if J. Jonah Jameson is her uncle, which is, like I said, according right. to the character, that is actually true, that he's he's a journalist. That's a story. My my aunt, right. my niece has gone missing. Where is she? Uh, that just doesn't make sense at all in terms of, of the character. So, like I said, all the Spider-Man references, they just won't come out and say it. So, like, they were getting ready to say her name, say his name at the, at the, at the baby shower, and the bloom pops... And they don't tell us that he, you know, they tell us yeah. that Ben is, is probably going to get married. They don't tell us that it's May. Uh, so they're not giving right. it. Like, I don't understand why they're, like, trying to, like, keep all this cloak and dagger. I, just, I don't get that. I don't either, yeah. I, was, it, was it, like, just little fun Easter eggs but not fully come out? I mean, I would have loved to see the de-aged, uh, although Marissa Tomei looks much younger than she is, but yeah. I could have loved to see a 40-year-old de-aged Marissa Tomei. That would yeah. have been fun at it, the end It would have been fun. And apparently, like, they're hinting that there's some, like, may have been some history between Cassandra and, and Uncle Ben at the very beginning. Like, the only time I really felt like I was getting any acting was in that one little scene between the two of them. Yeah. And she's saying, and when he's saying, you know, I think I've met somebody. And she's saying, oh, well, who is it this time? And he's like, well, I think it may, she may be the one. Like, there's, like, some tension there between the two of them. They don't ever come out and say yeah. it. Like I said, that was, like, the only time I ever felt like there was, like, some serious acting going on in this thing. Uh, right. And, but they never come back to it. And they never really address it again after this. So, uh, some other things to talk about. Uh, the over the top Pepsi product placement. Yes, yes, yes. I've, I've never seen Pepsi so yeah. so featured in a film before. No, I do. Uh, Wayne's World. Oh, he was yeah, doing that. that when he was like, he had like the drink. He's like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but at least they were there. They're doing it on purpose. I mean, you can do that. Yeah. That's the because yeah, he was like something like, "This is a delicious Pepsi." Oh, you know, he's drinking out. I remember that. And like, but it was similar to that. But yeah, like, but he's like making it. And we just talked more. about Pepsi last week. Yeah, we did. So, fighting for them. Yeah, we're we're talking about Pepsi again. Like, this is why Pepsi can't win is because they're 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 hitching their wagons to to a film like this. Like I said, I don't know how much they paid because in the final and. 
this is another thing that just drove me crazy. The final, like, big third act, you know, fight or whatever you want to call it thing. Oh, it's terrible. It's in a fireworks factory. And there's all these fireworks going off. And when they go to the top of the fireworks factory, what's there? A Pepsi symbol. Like, why is there yeah, a Pepsi yeah, yeah, logo? Yeah. Well, on... that's what ended up part of the thing that hurt her. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, like I said, I don't know why a Pepsi logo is sitting on top of a fireworks factory. I just don't understand that. But... It was, and because yeah. Pepsi paid for it, that's why. So, uh, yeah. and somebody else brought up a good point. Like, obviously, you know that that can that she was drinking from at that at that baby shower, it was obviously a green can. They hadn't lined up the sponsor yet, so they just had to, they gave her a green can, that's and we'll add the well, they'll add the yeah. the the logo for whoever pays for it later on, and it was Pepsi. So, yeah. Oh, the other thing, a lot of I mentioned the '90s, a lot of '90s music. Yeah, that's another thing that makes you think that this is There's obviously four non blondes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Roll With It. I mean, it was like a lot of mid-90s music. And look, that was the one part I enjoyed. I enjoyed the music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I liked that. That was fantastic. I mean, I thought the, the, the music was pretty good. Uh, you know, when you go to a comic book movie, you expect there to be some jokes and some laughs and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'll be real honest with you, the only joke that was even... They even got a chuckle out of me or any one of my theaters. About I went to a nine fifty five showing of uh, this thing on Friday night, and there was about ten other people in it. Um, I would have fallen asleep the minute it was. That one. It was getting close, uh, but there was about ten other people, and like nobody laughed at all throughout the court in the entire thing. The only time I got a little bit of a chuckle was with the Martha Stewart joke when somebody said that one. That one did not land in my theater. Like at I said, all. it was like I got a, I got a chuckle. That was about it. That was about all I got. Yeah. The only laughs we got. So when this movie ends. I stand up because I looked ahead and I saw that there was no post credit yeah, scene. Yeah. And when the movie ends, I like I just said, "Thank God it's over." And like the rest of the people in the theater started <laughs> laughing. That was the only That's time hilarious. I laughed. That's hilarious. In the entire thing was when I said, "Thank God it's over." At the end of this thing, it was just. Like there were a few other jokes. I don't remember them. Mike Epps and Adam Scott said something funny at the cookout. I don't remember. Adam Scott had a couple of funny lines when they were, you know, moving on. I, I, that was I just it. didn't find them all that funny. Like I said, I read, there were a couple yeah. that I knew that they were trying to make jokes. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. it's not landing, guys. I'm sorry. It's just no, it not fun. landing. Uh, well, you know, I was, I was talking to my wife and we were, I was asking her, I was like, what is the difference? Between this and like the second Venom movie, which is just okay, it's it's not great. Right. I really enjoyed the first one. The second one is okay, and she was like, "It's the other one. the Venom movies are much funnier. They're yeah, actually really funny. funny." This was not, and I was like, "That's it." Yeah. Had this movie been funny, it may have helped it. But I'm going to make a prediction now. This movie, because it's coming to Netflix, because it's a Sony movie. It's going to be huge because people are going to watch this. They're going to TikTok making fun yeah. of the lives. They're going to TikTok how bad it is. And it's going to be huge. It's going to end up making Sony yeah. a lot on the views because people are going to hate and make fun of yeah. this movie by watching it on Netflix. It's, it's what going happened to be Morbius. huge. Right? It's what happened to Morbius yes. with the first one. Uh, Morbius did something. Haven't I haven't watched it either. I've thought about watching it coming to this, and then I was like, I can't do this again. Oh, there's no way. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do this no again. Way, no. so, Although I saw people thought Morbius was better. So I, don't know. I, I heard that too. I heard that, that it was a little bit better. And it would be hard to be worse. I'll just be perfectly honest with you. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I hate to say things like, you know, it's the worst movie I've ever seen, but. Nah, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's close for me. I, it really is. I mean, when I talk about, like, the only. When I go, when I see most bad movies, I see them at home because I've said this before on the podcast. Yeah. 
I tried my best to make sure I go see movies that I'm going, going I know I'm going to enjoy. And the only reason we went and saw this one was because we needed something to talk about on, on the podcast. Uh, we thought it might be fun to actually talk about something. Yeah, we did. We did you know, most superhero movies. Yeah, we do. So, I went and saw this, and, like, the only other time I've walked out of a theater just thinking, oh, my gosh, that was really, really bad, uh, was when I went and saw the Medea Halloween movie. Uh, that oh, one, God. That one was really oh. bad. <laughs> Boo Halloween, I believe that it was the I title. think it was. Uh, oh. Most of the Medea movies are pretty funny. That one was not. Yeah. Uh, me and my wife went and saw it with some other people, some other friends of ours. They all wanted to go see it. And uh, I was like, sure. Well, they asked if we wanted to go. I was like, I rem- sure, I'll go. I remember going to see one of the Polly Shore movies, and I can't remember if it was Jury Duty or Biodome at the theater. And I mean, I'm in my early 20s and I was like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. This is horrible. Oh, yeah. And like I said, when when we came out of the theater after seeing that movie, everybody's like, oh, gosh, that was really bad. Like, what'd y'all think? I was like, well, I pretty much heard it was going to be bad. So I I had my expectations set pretty bad. Look, I had my expectations set incredibly low for this thing. I was like, like, just don't be the worst thing i've ever seen and like it was like really trying to reach those low like it was yeah. like trying to fly under those expectations regardless of I do, how low i, I do had, think had i do think we need to have a conversation for superhero movies we've had some misses yeah we have. there's no doubt i think black adam broke everybody because after that movie well we had some misses before that but like everyone just craps on these movies before yeah. they even come out. And some of them are good. Blue Beetle was good. Yeah, Blue Beetle was good. The Marvels was good. Yeah. Like, we're, people were talking about, uh, I heard Guardians of the Galaxy is bad. That was not true. That was not true. But people were expecting it to be bad because Ant-Man didn't live out to all the expectations. But we're going into these movies, hate watching. People did the same thing with Aquaman. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to at some point. Yeah. But like, we're going in expecting to hate these movies. Quit it, people. Quit yeah. it. Look, I will say this. for Some of it is not warranted. I, I will agree with that. Some of it is not warranted. But this film, everything about no, it. this one's warranted. Yeah, it yeah. was warranted. I mean, when you saw the trailer, it didn't look good. I mean, that line that I opened up with about the... Uh, he was there with my mom in the Amazon yeah, when she which was. Which wasn't even in the movie. It wasn't even in the movie. That was so incredibly disappointing. It's like at yeah. least I'll get to see where this horrible line that the internet has been making fun of for about two months now. At least I'll be able to see where where that line plays into this film. They don't even put it in the film. Uh, right. I, I'm like, oh come on, why didn't you why didn't you put that in there? And my guess is it was just cut. I don't know. I I, I don't have the yeah. the first clue, but it was really disappointing that they didn't keep that line in there because like I said. That could have at least been a fun moment when we all see this really yeah. horrible line when it's actually put on, on the film itself, but they didn't leave it in there. And like I said, this movie was just... Like I said, I was, I was, I had, I really wanted to like it. I really did. Yeah. I wanted to oh, like it too. because, like, I saw how bad it was getting reviewed, how bad it was being talked about. Right. I was like, maybe if we like it, this will be a safe place for people to come and and listen to a podcast that at least gives it some credit. And it's just not good. It's really and it, it, not. And I'll say it again. If you look at this cast, it should be good. This is a good cast. This was a waste. Oh, yeah, this yeah. was a big miss. I hate that. Like I said, I really believe that everybody in this thing just was, they saw the script. They knew it was going to be bad. They knew they were not going to be yeah. able to save this thing. And they said, you know what? We just don't care. We're just going to get through this. We're going to make our film. We're going to get our paycheck, and we're going to get through this thing. At, at the end of the day, it'll be done. Uh, S.J. Clarkson, I feel bad for her. She's the director of this thing. 
Uh, if you're not familiar with her, this is her first theatrical film oh, to, no. to direct. However, she has a legacy of television uh, directing. She has directed episodes of Succession. She has directed episodes oh, wow. of um, some other really big important thing but the succession well who knows sony may have cut this thing up uh, they could have. I mean, that's happened to people at marvel yeah that, that could they could have i'm trying to look at some of the other stuff she's done jessica she's done episodes of jessica jones uh she did episodes of let's see some other things orange is the new black she's done some of those uh she did episodes of bates motel which is a pretty well respected theory oh she's done episodes of house and dexter uh so she's she she knows what she's doing even with somewhat similar material like she's a good director for this yeah like i said i mean look it's different going from tv to it's different going from tv to to, to, to television uh, for movie to television yeah, or television true. to movie there look there's, there's no question about that it's obviously going to be different and that's going to be a bit of a that's going to be a bit of a bit of a difficult transition but this did not help her at all i mean this thing on yeah. imdb is currently sitting at 3.8 which is not good Ooh, that's one of the lowest i've seen yeah uh it was sitting at like 13 percent on critics for rotten tomatoes i think it was at 30 55 percent last time i checked for for the audience so like when the audience isn't even making it fresh you you've got issues and this thing yeah. had just all kinds of issues to say the least so yeah uh, i hope for at least for us look because dakota johnson's gonna be okay she'll she'll come she'll come around yeah. she'll come out of this oh she's in uh the lady from past lives next movie she's oh good. she yeah so she'll come out of this okay sydney Sweeney's like i said she's gonna be fine oh, yeah. uh, i think the other i think the other i think i think isabella merced and celeste o'connor as well i think they'll be fine but i do worry that this is going to be that people aren't going to put a lot of faith in sj clarkson to direct a yeah. film going forward and uh, if that's the case i think that's a bit of a of, of a waste because yeah I like i said she it. has done good television and may yeah and i think maybe sony kind of got involved too much with this i uh, can see i can see that so anyway uh it just wasn't it wasn't good to say the least. now look no it wasn't well let's talk about it from this perspective I didn't get this feeling. I was not one of these people, but could you see people saying it's it's so bad that they had fun watching just how bad it was? Could you see that? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I, I could see it. I was not one of those people. I was not, but I, I, I could was, see it. I, I, I didn't. I didn't like. I'm trying to see how to. I did enjoy this movie, but it's not like the. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I didn't like. You know, I wasn't angry leaving the theater. I was just like, I was, man, that was a waste. I was baffled. I was baffled throughout the entire thing. I was, yeah, I, I would say baffled is a good way. I, I was like, how did we do this? How did we make this film? Like I, like I said, I was because when I went into this film, like I said at, the, uh, at some point in this podcast, this was a superhero that doesn't fight. Like I was just confused yeah. as to how they were going to do this and when i see that what they, you told me about the backstory of that <laughs> she was paraplegic beforehand like why didn't we just stick with that yeah like i said so i was just curious like how are they going to do this film and like when i walked out, i was like you can't make this film you can't make it i mean you can't make a superhero yeah. film about us about a character that doesn't fight that's kind of like one of the right. big draws of a superhero film is the battles is yeah. is a huge draw yeah. of it and there were none it was like i said it was her suit her her fighting style is to run over people yeah. with with cars that's how she fights yes yeah. so. oh I, I saw where isabel merced is already in the dcu she's hulk girl and the a superman okay. the next super good so i mean they she is going to be fine so you know, maybe maybe Dakota and Sydney and Celeste can be taken by DCU. Look, I would I will be real honest with you. If Sydney Swinney wants to play Jean Grey in the X Men films, 
Oh yeah, fantastic, Celeste. That. You want to go be Storm? Yeah, great. Perfect. That's, that'd be fantastic. Let's do it. We're getting ready with Deadpool and Wolverine. We're getting ready mm -hmm. to open up the X Men box for uh, yeah. uh, for Marvel. And like I said, I, we may have to get through this whole multiverse thing. We've only got a few hey, more. Chris films. Chris Evans was was in multiple. So was Ron Reynolds. That's so. right. So you know. Sign them up to play some, some X Men. There are yeah. plenty of characters in the X Men universe that <clears throat> all these people can play. So, yeah, uh, like, absolutely. Go find them, sign up, and they would be fantastic. I, I like I said, yeah. it, it, it's criminal that we only got a few minutes. Like those costumes they were wearing looked great. They looked, they did look great. They looked they great, did. and they only had them on for like five minutes of the entire right. film. So, yeah. like I said, there are just so many atrocities of this film. It's just mind blowing. It so, all right, uh, shall we do our awards then? Let's try. Let's try. <laughs> All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we're covering a movie or a season of a television show, we like to give out six awards. Those six awards are based on the six characters of Friends. Up first is the Rachel, the star of the movie. What was the star of the movie for you? I mean, we've got to go with Dakota Johnson, right? I mean, she got this movie made. She's a big enough star. I mean... I, I thought she was okay. She wasn't great. So I'm going with Dakota Johnson. To me, the best part of this film was the end credits because it was over. So I'm giving, this, <laughs> the, I'm giving the Rachel to the That's end fun. credits because... That's very fair. Because I was I was so happy when it was over. So I'm giving my, my, my Rachel to the yeah. end credits. Uh, the Joey, a character you just liked or just enjoyed. I'm going with the spider women of Julia Cornwall, Anya Corazon, yeah. and Maddie Franklin. And I'll throw, I'll throw. This is where I will throw uh, Dakota Johnson in, and I'll throw her in with those yeah, as, yeah. as well. But okay. yeah, but yeah, uh, that's 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 probably the best choice for for these people. So, yeah. uh, the Chandler, the person who made you laugh the most, would you go with? I went with Ben Parker, uh, Adam Scott. I ended up going with the writers of this because I was just laughing at the fact that this wasn't funny. <laughs> That's what I was going with. You're nailing these awards tonight. I got to give you credit. Like yes. I said, I've looked at the writers, and apparently, would you like to know what other movie these these people wrote on? Oh, it's Morbius. Morbius, right? and like I said, this yeah. is not good for their careers, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that this is like this is what we've gotten out of them. I don't know if they've done anything else. I'm sure they probably have, but yeah. My gosh, it's not looking good for him. So, uh, the Phoebe, the oddballed bunch. Who'd you go with? I went with Peru and Peru. Why. Okay, that makes good sense. <laughs> that makes good sense. I this is where I put uh, Adam Scott as Ben Parker because I was like, why are we putting Adam? Why are we putting Ben Parker in here? Look, it's great that Ben Parker didn't get shot and gunned down for once in a in, yeah. a, in a film. Uh, but like I yes. said, I, I just could not understand why he was why we were doing the Peter Parker stuff and the Peter Parker stuff without coming out and saying Peter Parker right. at any point yeah. of, of this film. I just could not understand it. So, yeah, uh, the Monica is just a person important to the story. Who'd you go with? I went with Mary Parker. I didn't know who else to put. Uh, this is where I went with uh, Tahar Rahim uh, because he was the villain. and he, uh, We didn't even talk about the fact that he doesn't wear shoes, and that's not explained at all. Uh, it's apparently I was not familiar with this villain at all from the comics. I, I, I was not familiar with him at all. But apparently this is true to the villain, uh, to the character in the comics. He doesn't wear shoes. And 
I don't know why they don't explain it. I mean, they don't explain anything about the villain. Yeah. They don't explain why he does what he does. They just we just know he wants to kill these people because he sees visions of them. We don't know why he won the spider's powers besides the fact that he just wanted to be powerful. We don't know what he does that makes him have this great apartment in New York yeah, City. Right. It's just so odd, just the way they like. It was very odd. They may be the worst villain I've ever seen in a, in a comic book film. So, and I don't blame him. I really don't. No, like I said. I, his voice was so ADR'd, I don't know. I don't yeah. even know if it was him talking, if they just took his voice and like ran it through a machine to get the words. I, I, I don't I mean, know. Who knows? So. With AI and stuff, now there's no telling. Yeah, I don't know either. So, All right, the Ross, your least favorite part or favorite character of the movie. I went with Ezekiel. I can't wait to see who you're going with. Uh, I'm going with Sony because they made this film and yes. they subjected us to it. And look, I can honestly go with Venom because let's just be real honest with you. The reason these films are getting made is because Venom, the very first one, yeah. I like the first film, Venom. It was good. Mm -hmm. It was fun. Yeah, not me great. too. It's not great by any stretch of the imagination. Right, but right. In terms of like just being a fun movie, it is. But the reason these films are getting made is because Venom made a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's the reason why these films are getting made is because they're like, yeah, oh, yeah. we've got some here with these offshoot Spider-Man characters. We can do right. something with this. And the and reason... Guess, and guess what? We got another one coming. We so. got a third one coming. Uh, like I said, I'll probably see that one just because I don't like the first two okay, uh, but... Yeah. No, uh, no, I'm talking about Venom and uh, what's his name? Craven. Aaron Craven, Craven, Craven the Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> I think that'll be better so than this one. Yeah, I think Craven will be better than this, but I don't know if it's going to be like significantly better than this. But, but yeah, like the reason these movies are getting made is because Venom made just a, an absolute, excuse me, uh, just made an absolute ton of money. So that's the reason why these films are getting made, and it's, it's right. just, it's just bad. And look, the reason Venom is good is because Tom Hardy, like, just wrapped himself completely into the Venom character, and yeah. that's the reason that that movie is actually entertaining. It's the only thing going forward. So. All right, uh, rating time here on the Media Attraction Podcast. At the top of our list, we have a succession. Uh, beneath the succession, we have a lost. Middle of the road for us is a friends. Beneath a friends is a full house. And at the bottom of the barrel for us is a Baywatch. What are you giving uh, Madam Webb on your rating? I, I know what you're going to do. I'm just going to give it a full house. Yeah, this is a Baywatch for me. It is 100% a Baywatch. Like, I feel bad giving it a Baywatch because associating Baywatch with this film like feels like a slap in the face yeah. to Baywatch to me. Yeah. Uh, Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, it was at least I had some fun watching Baywatch. I didn't have a whole lot of fun watching this. So, yeah, uh, yeah that is true. It's it's just not good. It really isn't. Uh, we don't review a whole lot of things that we don't like here on on this podcast. But uh, this yeah. this is pretty easy to say that we didn't like this one so yeah all right let's talk some things that we do like uh let's do some recommendations for our listeners yeah uh we always try to recommend some things to our listeners as we sign off for an episode and what recommendations do you have yeah i finished the fx show dave uh with a uh, little dicky he's okay. a jewish rapper comedian it's really great there are some insane cameos especially in the finale there is a huge huge movie star that's in the whole episode and right. he is oh i said he he's fantastic actually <laughs> there's two movie stars in it uh it's really really fun uh there is a lot of sexuality in it so i will warn you know people for that but it's right. it's a very fun comedy dave on uh hulu and he's actually taking a break from this there's three seasons okay. in it. I, I think it's i think it's worth watching the other thing on hulu i watched the movie sun coast okay with, this is my um, recommendation yeah go ahead Oh, okay. With uh, Woody Harrelson, is yeah. it Nico Parker? Nico Parker. Mm -hmm. From the last... 
and, and uh, Laura Lady. I really like this movie a lot. It takes place in the same facility that uh, Terry Schiavo was yeah. in. Terry Schiavo, yeah. Uh, really, really good film. Uh, I, I thought it was worth a watch. Uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, so this is going to be my recommendation. Look, it's the only thing I have. Well, I do have one other thing, but uh, yeah, it's a really good film. Uh, I was really. It's apparently like semi autobiographical for yeah, the, yeah, yeah. for the director. The director's brother went through a, sim- a similar thing. So if you don't know, like some of the background behind this, when, when we talk about Terry Schiavo, if you don't remember, from 1998 to 2005, there was a long protracted court case uh many many court cases between uh terry shivo's husband because terry shivo was a lady who ended up going into cardiac arrest and she was in cardiac arrest so for so long that she ended up having permanent brain damage and she was in a constant vegetative state after from that point on uh the husband was adamant that she would not want to live this way and he wanted to have her taking off her feeding tube because he was he said you know this is not something that she wanted she did not want to live this way but her parents didn't agree they thought that you know she should be allowed to live and they wanted to keep her on the feeding tube and they thought that they were trying to put out the fact that he might have done something to her to cause her to to do this so there was a lot of there's a lot of that type of stuff going on look i don't remember how all that came out i do know that eventually after i'm like president bush ended up getting involved in in the entire thing yeah Uh, it was was a huge story yeah it was a huge story but they eventually the husband eventually did went out the feeding tube was taken out and um she died a few weeks later after that uh, ended up happening but uh but it's set this movie is set around that entire that entire premise uh because this her brother who has gone through something that called him go into a vegetative state as well went uh is in the same facility as her like i don't know if that was the actual name of the facility i don't i don't remember i don't know if they even told us that but uh the facility is called suncoast it is a hospice and if you don't know what hospice is then it's basically where you go to die it's like they try to keep you comfortable uh they try to make it as easy as possible for you to pass on but that's what you're there to do i mean it's it's what hospice is about it's to just make it easier for you as you pass on uh into death and what's great about this film is like there are times when you like don't like either Nico Parker's character, and if you don't know who Nico Parker is, she was in The Last of Us. She was at the very beginning of The Last of Us. Uh, she was Joel's yeah. daughter at the very beginning that uh, he lost, and was uh, is like just his grief is driving him throughout the course of that entire show. Um, but Nico Parker's character and Laura Linney's character, at times you like you don't like them at all because you like how can you be this way, but. You're also thinking to yourself, well, if I were in the situation that they were in, where if I was Laura Lenny and I had this child who was basically been waiting to die for who knows how many years, you know, would I be kind of like she is, you know, possibly? And, right. you know, if you're like, and if you're Nico Parker, she's like, how can she not just like think of her mother and be kinder to her mother? But basically, she's given up her entire childhood to take care of a, of a vegetative, vegetative brother. And, you know, so like, I can kind of understand why she kind of is the way she is. So uh, it's, it's really good. It's, it's really yeah. really good i enjoyed it a lot uh it's uh the the friends of nico parker get a little annoying at times i will say yeah that. i agree uh but yeah. outside of that like they're, so, they're they're plucky teens they're plucky teens yeah so like i said they're a little annoying and look and then woody harrelson is just his character is this like person yeah. who's kind of like coaxing who's like kind of like trying to like coax Nico Parker into grieving because he knows what's coming and she's just kind of refusing. He, he was just fantastic in it, so uh, it I, I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm with you, so it's one of my. It, it was one of my recommendations as well. You got anything else? 
Uh, I'll mention the uh, Harlan Corbin show, Fool Me Once. It's like a phenom yeah, on Netflix. I watched it a couple weeks ago. It's good. It is It is really good. I can see why it, it's It's just been a phenomenon. It's going to be their biggest show. Well, it's, I think right now it's leading to be their biggest show, so right. I can see why. Yeah, like I said, I need to, I need to check that out again. Uh, the only other thing I want to recommend, if you didn't see it when it was in theaters, uh, I need to watch it again. I just haven't had a chance to. Oppenheimer is now on Peacock. So if you never got around oh, to watch, cool. yeah, if you never got around to watching Oppenheimer when it first came out on theaters, uh, if you already haven't watched it on video on demand or on Blu-ray or anything like that, it is now on Peacock. So uh, my wife really wants to watch it. I'm trying to like convince her to sit down for three hours and let us watch it together. But, there you go. But that's not always easy to do because she, so like I said, she really wants to watch it. But like the whole, it takes three hours to get through. Is it's like ah, I don't know about all that. So anyway. Uh, that would be my other suggestion for our listeners is to go check out uh, Oppenheimer on Peacock. So anything else you want to share before we sign off for Madam Web? Yeah. Appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time. I will echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.